signals on it's 1.3 Lagos talks. My name is Adil Miyoshiji. Okay. Signals on it's 1.3 Lagos talks, and um, in the words of Tenny, she's saying, um, If you strive hard, you get to be what, who you want to be. Yeah, I think I got that. Uh-huh. Okay, so it signals, and um, so we're discussing nation building through politics. So, uh, I have a gentleman with me who, who is a trained architect with a bachelor's degree from Unilag and a master's degree in environmental design from Unilag, too. He has participated in numerous training in and outside Nigeria. He's an, alumnus, uh, he's an alumni of the prestigious Pan African University flagship course and all those books that he's going to read. Now, where am I going to? Uh, where are Yusef? He has done a lot of notable projects, um, plenty of projects. But this is where I'm going through. He now is currently running for the Lagos State House of Assembly, representing Ethiopia Constituency 1 on the platform of the Social Democratic Party, SDP. And then I'm wondering, architecto. That's how I started when I met him this morning. <laughs> I, and I'm like, so what are you doing in politics? I said, okay, so we're going to have fun. To be part of the program, you can call in 0809-191-3913 or you could tweet at us at LagosTalks913cc at Young Cerebral. WhatsApp us on 009-234-5913. His name is Oluwa Tobiemeka Adejoro Oluwa. Welcome to Signals. Thank you for having me. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having you compulsorily. Sure. Well done. <laughs> okay, so um, we're talking, yes, we're in the era of the election is around the corner. Everybody's preparing to vote for who they want to vote for. And, um, you know, it's just sort of, what are we going to do? Who are we going to vote for? Are we going to vote for the right people who will, who will plead our cause? Who would make sure that the right um, bills are being passed? Who will fight for us? And um, you are here. Yes. And you have decided to take it upon yourself by sh- saying, okay, you want to run for Itiosa. Yes. And the question is this. Why are you running? Who is running after you? Why? <laughs> My dreams are running after me. Okay. Let's take it from there. My dreams of a better community. Mm-hmm. A progressive community and um, a community where there is growth, cohesive growth amongst the people, mm. where people are involved. Um, a country or a community where um, there is an engagement with the people, where the people know that government cares and government is responsible for that development. Because um, generally, you know, as a Nigerian first and foremost, you want to see the Nigeria of your dreams. You want to ensure that there's a better future for your kids and generations yet unborn. And again, you are for every single one has to also bring his own quota into the development of his community. So I'm stepping out to play my own part. So you're stepping out, have you? Yes, mm. I am. Okay. Now, why politics? Your bio is architect. You're an architect. Yes. Why not stick to that? And and build plenty of houses for us because a lot of people need houses. <laughs> now, what I'm trying to do 
It's because I have a dream. Mm. I am taking my experience with the background of being an architect into politics. Now, um, my roles are very similar because as an architect, I am the bridge, I am the gap between the client and the contractor. Now, if I translate that into the political sphere, now I'll be a lawmaker and the government will be the contractor while my electorate will be my client. And my job, I play a quasi-judicial role in the sense that I bring the issues of both parties together and I resolve it. As an architect, you have a dream and a vision for your project and you steer these two different entities to ensure that you achieve that goal. Whenever, whenever you're in front of the client, you represent the contractor. Whenever you're in front of the contractor, you represent the client. So when I am in front of my electorate, I represent the government. I carry them along as to what government is doing to better their lives. And um, I would hold government accountable for ensuring that what they say they will do, they will do what they say they are going to do. Then when I go to the government, I bring the issues of my electorate to say, hey, these are the issues challenging my people. This needs to be resolved. Then I push for that to ensure that it is implemented. Then I also go back to them and ensure that they know what government has done and to see how they are faring with the policies that we have pushed in the house. So okay. it's part of, it's like a phase two of my life. Oh, what's here, Juno? No. What do you think is a Nigerian dream? Yes. Now the thing now is that... Um, do we even have a Nigerian dream? We don't. Actually, we don't. So what do you think the Nigerian dream would be? Now, I have thought a lot about this. Now, when you look at, let me take, for, exa- for example, you have the Yorubas, mm. you have the Igbos, you have the Hausas, and you have the South-South. The Yorubas are known for a certain, this group, these different groups of people are known for a certain thing. The Yorubas are known for education. The Igbos are known for their business acumen. Yes, well, my people. Then, <laughs> then the Hausas are known for loyalty, and mm. they're also known for agriculture. So why can't we infuse all of these things that are already existing? We can own it and now create a Nigerian value out of it. Now we can, um, because when, just imagine a mix of education, which is human capacity, infusing that with entrepreneurship, which is from the Southeast, and you're now infusing loyalty and integrity and agriculture into that. That is a very beautiful mix, because if all of these are functioning properly in any system in the world, it is definitely going to ensure that there is progressive development within that community. So we need to actually pull in all of those values and bring it as one. You have things, and they have in different ways they've been doing that. You look at NYSE, National Youth Service Corporation. It's also um, NYSE. What NYSE is doing is trying to see how we unity. can integrate all of these people together and bring unity. So in a way, we are mixing already from the start. Okay. Um, so what makes you different from other candidates? Now, what makes me different mm. is what I'll be bringing to the table. What are you bringing to the table? What I'll be bringing to the table is um, knowledge to the electorate and the people within the community. Most people don't know who their representatives are. Most people don't even know the functions of these people. It's, um, it's on my journey as a politician that I really got to understand the roles of the different arms of government. Now, for, for, exist, for, exist, for example, for every community, you have a house of assembly member. You have your local government chairman. You have your house of rep. You have your senate. These are people who ordinarily 
should be living within your community. So when you have no far away from the community, exactly. So that when I have an issue, I don't have to go to Alausa, or where there's a national issue, you don't have to go all the way to Abuja. You have people who are your next door neighbor, who should be able to champion your causes to the government to ensure that the government is actually attending to your issues and ensuring that they are doing something about it. So what I'll be doing is engagement with the people, carrying them along, letting them know what government is doing. For example, Lagos State, our budget, you hardly ever know what our budget is. We don't have, there's a budget, we don't even get a report as to how well they fed over one year of that period of our budget. We don't even know what projects they are, they are executing. You just drive up one day and you see them creating a bus stop. No, should have been informed even maybe months ahead before it was approved. So in a way, it, even as a business person, you can tell how to move about. It helps you plan and strategize when you know policies that government is pushing. So we need to ensure that all these people are carried along. And it works for me because if I carry my people along, then that means everyone is also holding government accountable. So what are your functions? Now, as a Lagos State House of Assembly member... <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I have a go. You are thinking in that I'm line. Already. Okay. Okay, so as a member, aspiring member. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be a member. Let's okay. Okay. What One are of your functions? Your your function is um raising up um doing a research and engagement with your people and trans translating that into policies and bills that you'll be pushing mm. to be passed. Number two is also um oversight functions over the executive arm of government which is the governor himself and every other parastatal, ensuring that, as I mentioned, the budget, that is, we also review budgets. We take out some in the budget, we add to the budget, and we are, we also, we are also responsible for um, approving um, commissioners and the chief justice of, of the state and all of those things. But the most important part is um, pushing out policies and bills and also oversight functions over the governor, and all the ministries. Why did you choose SDP? Um, well... Did they pick you? Did they come and pick you? Or you went to go and pick them? <laughs> well, it was... We had love for each other. We had love they for each other. They approached me, I approached them too. It, and it, the love is... The love stems from their philosophies and their ideologies. Now, what are their philosophies? Um, Nigerians... Nigerians, um, we need to start looking at a place of um, philosophies and ideologies, values and character to our approach governance, which was what I did before I picked my party. SDP believes strongly, they are strongly on human dignity, they believe in equity, they believe in fairness, they believe in solidarity. As the name implies, social democracy, social welfareism, believing that government should be directly involved in the progress of individuals and the community. Now, one of the expressions of some of these values, translating it down to reality, is education, free education. We are looking at also affordable healthcare. We are looking at um, human capacity development, empowering the people. We focus more on the people rather than things because once you have an enlightened um, people or residents definitely it would translate into development within that community. Uh, so that's why I chose the party. party. I was about to ask you yeah. that do you think we have educated and enlightened voters? I don't think they are as enlightened as they should be. Why do you think so? 
Now, I can even go from the place of the results. Um, I have 1,904,000 electorates. And if I go to 20... Take that number again. 194,000 electorates. Okay, wonderful. Out of, out of 5 million residents within my constituency. That's 4%. 4% hmm. of the people who would be voting. And um, voting... Who you are sure will be voting? Well, even out of that 194, it's not all of them that have their PVCs. Hmm. So... Yeah, so that means you have less than 4% deciding the future of 100%. Definitely the decision will be skewed in one way or the other because you have 4% of the people deciding for the 100%. So that already tells you that people are not enlightened enough. That's one. Then, um, They're not enlightened enough to, for the people that they want to pick. Yes, one, for the people that they want to pick. Number two, accessibility of your PVC. The stress that you have to go through just to get your PVC. You, when you get there, you see long queues that are discouraging. The next thing, the average Lagosha <laughs> has so much that he has to contend with. Yes, Traffic, yes. business, so many things. He turns away. Number two, uh, most people believe that their vote could not count. So why bother? Why go through the entire stress and your vote doesn't count? Number three is political violence at the polling units. Some people will say, ah, it's better to be safe and to, be, to sorry. be sorry. So let me just stay away. Let them just do what they want to do. And I know I'll be safe. Then another thing is also, another thing could be that people really um, don't, we need to have the mindset of um, community development because most people will say, ah, well, let's, we have, let's us have anybody. I'll focus on my business. I will blow. I will succeed. I don't care about other people. But if you have a community mindset, you know that I'm picking a leader who will represent me for the next four years. He will detect my future and the future of my kids. So how would you be involved in that process? So we need to actually educate the people more and let people know that, hey, these people that you are voting actually affect you and your generation. Okay. Um, so it signals on 91.3 Lagos Talks. My name is Adeomi Oshud and I have with me from the Social Democratic Party and is presently running for is representing Etiosa constituency one. Okay. Now we're talking from, from what you've been saying, you, you're talking about people saying that their votes do not count. Why? And what have, what has been your job to educate them that their votes does count? Now what there are different um ways we have been looking at this issue mm-hmm. as it, as even it, as it is on a local level it's everywhere people are saying that their votes will not count and you want them we want people to go out and vote now, who they want to go now the thing is um we have been having these issues for a long period of time we have INEC which is responsible to ensure that this their vote counts actually counts and there's also our own part too to play, to assist them in ensuring that our vote counts. On the part of the candidates and the different parties, they're supposed to have agents, they're supposed to have a supervisor, and they're supposed to have a canvasser at every polling unit. Take for, vote for him. <laughs> take for example, just an analysis. Let's say we have 10 parties on election day, and each of them have um, their agents, they have their canvasser and a supervisor. So that means you have 30 people. So it will be difficult for one party to just come and alter the results because each of them have to sign on the result on the sheets 
that they have um, elected on. So, but the issue that we have with, with that is that most people can't afford this. For example, I have 154 polling units times three people. That's 450 people. And definitely those things, these things don't come for free. And you have young people like us who are actually, you know, trying to come out there. We don't have that kind of resource to be able to... You don't have the money. Ah, well, we are building that. Definitely okay. what we've been doing, we've been seeing how people can, you know, donate, bring your 5,000 and 10,000 to support the cause. So another thing that people can do to ensure that their vote counts is to ensure that after they vote, they stay... That's what they say. And then, but there's violence, there are issues. But we can, um, what we can do is also to record some of the incidences within our polling unit and give us reports. Where they are saying that they don't want cameras, phone cameras. No, they said they don't want cameras where you are voting, where you are thumbprinting. Okay. You can see not within that environment. Huh. So we need to understand it because they've said that, but we need to understand the translation of it. So it's definitely where you are thumbprinting because. Um, they are trying to um, reduce vote buying because most um, politicians will say, snap your thumbprint before I give you money. Mm. So they are trying to eradicate that so that people can thumbprint. Freely. Freely. And they will collect your 5,000 or 10,000 and not vote for you. So you can actually bring your phones there and snap what is going there and give it as a report. Okay, this is what happened in this polling unit. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about grassroots politics, grassroots activism. What have you been able to do about that? Going to people door to door to say, I'm the person who come and vote for me. How have you been able to do about that? What we have been doing, we have actually been, the way you can get them is to let them see the benefits of them supporting you and educating them also. How many people have you been able to convince? Uh, a lot of people. And funny enough, actually these people are ready to see progress within their community and they are ready to see new leaders so convincing them hasn't been really difficult tell me My about experience. tell me about someone's house that you went to and they, they looked at you tell me the questions they were asking you run me through it the the recurring question that has always been coming is that are we going to see you after you get into office My people you are very sure that is that's the, that's the question that they always ask and that is what i'm always reassuring them about Everybody can reassure. What makes your own reassurance different? Now, what we are doing is that we are going to... What are you doing? Not everybody. You. What I am doing is that uh-huh. we are actually um, building structures around my different words and having representation there. These structures and representations that we are having in these different words are going to continue when I am in office because there will be that continue and continuous engagement with them. They are the people who are relating the issues and the policies and the bills that we are passing and carry them through as to what government is doing. So the structures that we are putting in place now is actually for the process or for the period that I'm going to be in office. So town hall meetings and continuous engagement is the structure that we have already started putting in place. So we are not waiting until we get into office that we put up the structure. So people have seen us doing that and they believe, oh, these are serious people. Let us work with this group of people. Everybody is always serious when we are looking for something. Aren't we always serious? Uh, yeah. But the thi- <laughs> oh, yeah. Convince me. You have to convince me. <laughs> Yes. Now the thing, the reason you why we are serious, to. the reason why we are serious is because what we discuss with them are issues and challenges, and how we are going. Tell to Tell me resolve. one of the issues and challenges. Number one, um, education is a big problem. How do you intend to solve one education, like one Emmanuel? <laughs> okay. Right. So tell me one issue 
Pele. <laughs> you get used to it. Tell me one issue that okay, I say education. Yes. So how do you plan to solve the education problem within a community? Now within my community, we don't have enough public schools within my community or within my constituency to cater for the needs of the people there. Um quality education within my constituency, which is from VI, all the, from VI, that's Emuri, Okwonla Park, all the way down to um, Crown Estates, Tongotedo, just after the um, Novari Mall. Now, within this area, you have expensive private schools. Okay. So it's a very big challenge for people in the grassroots to be able to send their kids to good schools. Now, that means you're actually creating a great divide between the elite and the grassroots. So what we have been telling them now is that we are actually going to ensure that there are more schools within my constituency. And it's not even just about putting up schools. We have to look at the quality of education. We have to also look at the teachers. Then most importantly, we have to look at the curriculum. We need to ensure that we need to do an overhaul, in my opinion, of the curriculum. And we also need to introduce new subjects into these schools. Subjects like political science. Is it, is it primary school or secondary school? Primary and secondary school. Okay. We need to um, we need to ensure that this new crop, that new crop of generation that is coming up, are politically aware, so that we can harness political talent amongst these people and have um, leaders in the next twenty or thirty years, visionary leaders. We actually need to bring things like entrepreneurship into our schools. We need to be able to bring things like history to understand where we've been and where we are going to as a people then we are supposed to be able to bring in soft skills too, like critical thinking. We are supposed to be able to um, also bring in IT into our curriculum because now these days, everything is artificial intelligence and we are not even catching up to that. So those are the things that we would want to inject into our primary school so that it levels up. And once the quality of education in the public school is good, it will crash the cost of private schools because I'll say, hey, if I can go to a public school that is free, why should I go and be paying millions? So, in a way, once we do that, that will stabilize um, the cost of education. How many years do you want to do this for? Now, I understand that um, Nigeria is it's Nigeria and community development is a lifetime project for every Nigerian. It's Nigerians that would develop Nigeria. So, um, if being it in government, well. As long as the people vote me there, I will stay there and ensure that I do my part. But I wouldn't be someone who would, you know, grow donkey years there. I will be someone who will actually train leaders and people and successors who would actually be able to come and also continue some of the things that we have already started doing. Okay. Um, on um, WhatsApp, we have um, Good Morning. Okay, so it's not Michelle. It's um, Adil Mioshudi. Good morning. My name is Charles from Lekki. Mr. Toby... T- tells us telling you this first okay telling you the first time i saw your poster i chose to vote your party for Lagos state house of assembly but for the other seats but for the other says i will for the party i had planned to vote for meanwhile nigerians complain that complain that estimated billing is much this of which i agree with but we have other service providers when you subscribe for a month because of no light to watch sometimes you're you're left with opportunity to watch few days okay um okay Yes, at the month you lose the subscription letter. So, Mr. Honorable Toby, to be when you get into office, what would you do about this? Now, that's that's a um, 
very brilliant question. It was a question I actually something I've always been thinking about because I myself they give me estimated billing. <laughs> and sometimes it's ridiculous. You just speak, and they just they just give you sometimes you don't even have light for about three or four days. They now give you a bill. What kind of apartment am I living in? They will give me a bill of twenty-five thousand, thirty-five thousand. What am I? Did I put them a transformer in my house, or what did I put in my house? So how do you plan so to go about this? What I what I would go and do about this is to ensure that I go to the authorities, and I'm able to speak on behalf of my people to ensure that we have um, prepaid meters. We are going to look at them um, because now I hear that you have to, in some places you have to actually pay for these things, but government should then because they actually these things are supposed to be free and it's on the part of government to hold these people who are distributing prepaid meters accountable to ensure that this thing because some of these things they have them but they just want to collect money to release them okay. so on my the authority of my position i can enforce them to release it for the people within my constituency okay hello good morning hello 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 good morning good morning can I have a conversation on the studio? Mm-hmm. Can I um, make my mind on the... Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, please. Your name or where are you calling us from? Yeah, my name is Greg. I'm calling from Ogun State. Okay. Yeah. Mm, actually, our, our vote is not counting in Nigeria. Okay. Actually, I remember on 2007, in Ogun State here, when our governor was uh, AMPP, but then, my own police unit, because we count a lesson, when they count like 300, they will see PDP like uh, one. But at the end of the day, all the local government, the man wants all the that local government. But in the midnight, before we get to IMEC office, everything was turning outside down. In that 2007, mm. in this our our book is no need to count in this country. Okay. Our vote is not counted. Mm-hmm. They know all this political. They know what they are doing. They know what they are doing. That's why if I try to see people who this political, they say they are they are fighting. They are fighting. You see, uh, next president of what I do, and they are fighting Buhari. Before election, when Buhari win, you see, what are they going to after of there? You close door. Okay. Okay. People, we people will not listen to what we are discussing. If Buhari lose, the same thing. Buhari will go to what I do, you close door. So, this is for the Okay, thank you so, so much. Thank you. thank you. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm trying to text you around. Charles from Reke. Oh, okay, because thank you for calling. The second part of the question, you didn't answer. I mentioned the service provider. Okay. You pay your subscribe for the month, and before the end of the month, because of no light, you didn't want the, um, the uh, service provider and what you provide. I don't want to call the name. Yeah. Sorry, Thank you. And before the month ends, your subscription has expired. Yes. You couldn't work for a few days. You were able to work for a few days. Okay. What will you do with that? Things like that. That's our master. Thank, Thank you. How do you combat service providers from cheating us? Now, um, what we can do? Well, I don't want to mention <laughs> people he's addressing, but we can do pay as you go. You can look at what happened in the um, telecom space before they were telling us that um, they couldn't do a second billing. Mm. 
but it was an introduction. It was in when Glow came in and said, "Oh, we can do per second." Thank you. Just give me my money. <laughs> everybody just came. So what we can do is that these service providers, we are going to actually push them to ensure that we can do per second billing, per second charge, even to. Um, but another thing that we can do is also to ensure that we have more players because um, what I think is some of the problems can be monopoly also because we don't have different players within that space. So we need to create a space where there is actually um, competition which will actually then make it better for us. So what we will do is to encourage more people to come into that space to play so that they can um, bring down the prices or the charges. Okay. It's 009... One nine one three nine one three or zero zero nine triple two zero nine one three or zero zero nine two three four five nine one three. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Your name are we calling us from? Yes, my name is Godwin. Calling from Fester. Okay, Godwin. Yes. Um, please, I want to make an inquiry. Um, I I registered for my um PVC last year. I actually want to know if the, uh, the hard one is out. Uh, the, I, got, I got the temporary one. I want to know if the, the final one is out by now, if I could pick it up. Okay. So, I guess you have to go to your local government to find out about it. Please. Um, they can also go online too. Okay. inecregistration.org. Okay. And they can check. Okay. So, once they confirm then then you can go to the local government or INEC registration office and collect Ah, that's good. Is zero zero nine one nine one three nine one three or zero zero nine triple two zero nine one three or you can tweet at WhatsApp us on zero zero nine two three four five nine one three. Tweet at us at Legostocks nine one three CC at Young Cerebral. Now Toby, um we're talking nationhood through nation building through politics. Uh what should be the role of government? Daniel that shall not disturb. Um, what should be the role of government in making the country corruption free? Now. Hmm. Before what? you take that, sorry, let me pick this. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Please speak up. Yes, I can. Hello, good morning. Hello. Hello. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Zero zero nine one nine one three nine one three or zero zero nine triple two zero nine one three or you could WhatsApp zero eight zero nine two three four five nine one three. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning. Yes, my name is Abdullah. I'm calling from Surulere. Okay, hello, Abdullah. Yes, the role of the government in fighting corruption or making the country corruption free <laughs> is by making sure that the decisions of the country work effectively. What is going on in the country right now, the, the CJN is, uh, you know, is at fault. He should have resigned his appointment as the CJN while the, while the case is going on. <laughs> but he didn't do that. And the president who is fair by issuing that uh, suspension letter should have gone through the due process. Okay. So this is what we're talking about, you know. If, you, if he will go to equity, should go with clean hands. Let what is applicable to your executive members also 
goes to that of uh, judiciary or the legislature. Okay, so the, 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 the president of the country has to stand very well in defending this democracy by making sure that the institutions of the government are appropriately working in such a way that you do not favor one person and then and, and the, or, or the other. So okay. treat everybody equitably because yeah. we are all one and we are equal as far as the country is concerned. Thank you. Thank you very much. So you actually answered your question, but, <laughs> no, but I have my own. <laughs> oh yeah, no, in fighting corruption, you you know all the different arms of government should be totally independent. Mm. That's the executive arm, the legislative arm, and the judiciary. So that when there are issues, when there are issues of corruption, it can be taken to the appropriate body and it will be dealt with squarely without interference from the executive or the legislative. Another thing that it can do immediately is freedom of information and transparency. In some of the um, projects that they are going about, everyone should be, should know, everyone should be aware, and everyone should be carried along so that they can hold government accountable, and they can also um, hold government responsible for the development within these their areas. So, in a way, that curbs corruption because you know you can go to the judiciary and get justice, and you can also go into the books and see what government is actually doing and how well it is translated into reality from the paper. So how transparent are you going to be if given the office? If given the office, mm. I would be the mouthpiece of the government to my people. I'm going to be holding town hall meetings. Be- but you know, it's easier to say I'm going to hold town hall meetings. Everybody says I'm going to hold town hall meetings. Until when it's time for us to converse for votes, that like you now say, oh, we have town hall meetings, yeah. one town hall meeting, two, and, and everybody keeps talking with no action. Yeah. So, so now the thing is, we have actually started building that. As I mentioned before, we are already having different groups that we are engaging with. We are actually even telling them our plans and some of and this, the policies that we are actually going to be pushing when we get into the office. So we have actually started that. So it's not something that we are saying we'll start when we get into government. We've already started discussing that. We did our research properly before we even came with our legislative agenda and manifesto the office so they are going to actually hold us by what we have said and follow us through when we are in the office so as i mentioned we what i'll do is to ensure that i am accountable to my people i represent them well and i'm going to have this constant engagement with them amen um rafael adeguki from lake from lekki says good day i think it's the duty of the federal government to tackle the issue of cable service providers these people pay the federal government taxes Moreover, they spend extra to sustain their business in Nigeria due to poor working condition and abysmal, abysmal parts of life. Question, how would you help the people in your constituency in improving the good living condition? Should I take that again? Yes. How would you help the people in your own constituency in improving their living conditions? No. Um, it's from Adeguki, so it's not me. Okay. So you are safe. No. Good living conditions. There are things that are very pertinent mm. to good living conditions. Number one is security. Number two, another challenge within my constituency is um, traffic congestion. Another issue is um, flooding during the rainy season. And another issue is also clean drinking water within my constituency. Number one, we are going to ensure that um, we... I'm going to ensure that um, we ensure that security is one of the things that we are going to be pushing for. It is, um, and again, we are going to ensure that we have um, points at every different 
at places in the different communities to ensure that um, it is properly policed. Number two, we are also going to look at the entire um, road network within my constituency. I would definitely push to the Ministry of Works and see how me, myself, and the me personally with the Commissioner of Works can resolve the issues as regards um, traffic congestion. Because, for instance, we just have a major corridor from the toll gate all the way down to Lake Yekbe. Number one, they stopped construction at one point. They are going to review it and say, why did it stop? The plan, I believe the plan was to take it all the way down to Yekbe. Number two, alternative routes within that area. Number three, we should have other corridors that can ensure that it's not just one corridor that we have people moving around that area. Then okay. flooding, ensuring good drainage system that they ensure that there's proper maintenance of the drainage system within that area. So there are so many things that we're actually looking at to ensure that um, there's government presence there. Okay. Um, the so, conditions are better. So in like one to two seconds, you answer this. It says, good morning. What are, what are your manifesto for your constituency and the collaboration you have with the grassroots mobilization? Michael from mainland. For mainland. And I have two minutes. No, one minute for you to answer this. Well, what, <laughs> what we have, number one, what we have in our manifesto is, number one, we are looking at education. We are looking at the health sector. We are looking at um, transportation. As I mentioned earlier, mm. we are also looking at um, infrastructure and we are also looking at economy. We are looking at a place where we would um, ensure that we encourage entrepreneurs within my constituency. We encourage entrepreneurs within my constituency because um, SMEs are actually the bedrock of any economy worldwide. So we are going to take a look at how we can support them. In terms of education, we ensure that we have more schools and we push for a change of curriculum. We also look at the healthcare because we just have a clinical center um, running across the st- that stretch. We need to ensure that we have more hospital, general hospital within my constituency. So, and those are some of the things that we are looking at when I am looking at when I get into the office. Let me read what, what they gave me. Um, it says, being the most concentrated region with high-value businesses, Etiosa has every reason to be the model by which other constituencies in Nigeria emulate their developmental vision. It says that with responsible representation will build tomorrow today, will build tomorrow, comma, today, comma, one law at a time. I mean? Yes. Uh, so what do you mean by this? Yes, we, will, we are going to build it one law at a time. And um, it is actually laws that the executive arm translates mm. into what they, what they do within that community. So we are going to actually push it through laws and bills to impact our people. And these laws are not just for today, but for our future and to direct us to the path of development and growth within our community. So that's the translation of Build Tomorrow Today, One Law at a Time. Okay. Anyway, um, my time is up. Um, I wish you the very best. Thank you so much. I hope that one morning you would, around 5.36, you go around during traffic and go and make sure that... There's less traffic on the road <laughs> so that it's easier and then people get to know you better and see that, yes, oh, you are you are available for to, to work because working for the people is not a service. Like we, are, mm. we, are, we are your primary problem um, to take baby. care of. Yeah, yes, <laughs> okay, then. Um, okay, so I have... No, time is up and I, I can't take any more questions. Well, thank you so much and I wish you the very best. Thank you so much. So, just a reminder, 
<laughs> running for legal state house of assembly on that social punch. democratic party <laughs> if etiosa constituency one yeah. march 2nd is the day of election so please vote for me for quality representation and account holding government accountable eh uh, i Thank hear you, you. Anyway, may the best man win in my. And if you want to know more, more about us, you can go to <laughs> www.tobiadijo.com to be able to um, see in detail our manifesto and also get in touch with us. Go outside and meet the people. Go and knock on their yes, doors. Yes, we are doing that. Anyway, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank to, you so much. My thank pleasure. you to Daniel. Thank you to Moyo. And thank you to Olamide. Yes, I can sleep now. <laughs> um, so <laughs> thank you, Olamide. So we come your way again next week Saturday, like we always say on signals. Dream again and have a wonderful week ahead of you.